Hello, this is Mark Brown. I'm at the Solent Research and Improvement Conference 2018, and I'm here with Claire Ryan, who's just given an absolutely fantastic um, little presentation about some of her work around sciatica. Um, Claire, could you just explain to the people at home what you did? Um, thank you, yes, so this presentation was on the lived experience of sciatica, so it was work I undertook as part of a Masters in Clinical and Health Research with Dr Lisa Roberts, um, and this was part of a wider story um, exploring how people experience investigations for sciatica, but what I found when I did that research was the story that patients also wanted to be told was about the lived experience of sciatica, so it felt really important to analyse that data and to get that story out there. So did you find that the story of sciatica that people told you was different from the kind of story that clinicians tell about sciatica? Um, yes, and in several ways. Um, I think what patients wanted to be heard was the, um, the real impact of sciatica, so it was the severity of the symptoms and the really diverse way it impacted on people's everyday lives and um, the, the longevity of the symptoms so I think as a clinician I thought that by the time I interviewed them they'd be really starting to improve and get better and that's not the picture I got when I interview people that were very much still in the thick of it and struggling with their symptoms and that really fits with emerging research which suggests that sciatica does last much longer and take much longer to get better than traditionally thought. So kind of with sciatica we're talking about basically back pain and its associated um, symptoms, aren't yep. we? Yeah, so sciatica is leg pain and symptoms in the leg referred from the back. So it's typically pain, altered sensation and weakness. So kind of chronic conditions are interesting because we, until we got very good at people not dying of stuff, like we didn't really think about chronic conditions. Um, do you think there's much of a role for kind of qualitative research um, in understanding chronic conditions? Definitely, because until we talk to people, we don't understand what matters about living with that condition. So we think we're treating it in a way that's effective, whether we are or not, but until we actually target what's important to people, we're never going to treat them effectively or in a way that's acceptable to people either. So we've got to talk to people to understand how best to treat them. So you talked about, um, in the, the title of your talk was A Life on Hold, but you kind of talked about almost like a despair at having lost a future life. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes, and I don't know that this was something as a clinician I'd picked up before, but patients talked a lot about their previous self, and their previous self was always a better self, so I've never been off work, um, I've always played sport, I've always volunteered, and suddenly they were in a position where they couldn't do any of those things. That's not something that we've seen before in the sciatica research, but it is a common feature of the low back pain experience, the chronic low back pain experience. And it, this research really helps shows that those, some of the psychological distress that we recognise much better in low back pain patients is also a particular feature of the sciatica experience. And we need to take that into account when we manage patients with sciatica and not think it's just an acute condition, it will get better. We need to manage that, the whole diversity, the impact and understand that we've also got to manage these psychological effects. Yes, yeah, so the psychological effects thing is really interesting because you kind of just say, you know what, it's bloody awful <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> when you're in pain all the time. 
And that seems like really obvious, but it's not obvious from the literature. Very much so. And um, patients wanted that to be heard. And and we know that when patients don't feel heard, they will tell you again and again. And that's what came across. I'm not being heard. You're not listening to me. Your colleagues aren't listening to me. This is awful. So we've got to listen more. So we're at a conference today that's about kind of patients being included and research and improvement and stuff like that. What do you see is the kind of crossover between qualitative research and kind of patient or public involvement? Are they different things? Are they the same thing? Like, how do they interact? Um, I think for me it's been a real learning curve. So I undertook the research that I did because I wanted to hear patient stories and patients' perspective. But what I learned along the way was had I asked patients, had I involved patients at an earlier stage in the research, I'd have understood the real importance of finding out the lived experience of sciatic first, so I'd have probably designed the study differently. So in future research that I'm looking at, although I'm going to include a qualitative component, I've included patients all the way through from the beginning to find out what's important, how would you prioritise these, what should I look at, what's it like for you before I start the research. Fantastic. Thank you very much for that. That was great. Thank you.